Welcome to the Let's Go 360 podcast, a podcast for listeners who want to know more about what God is doing around the world here, near, and far. This podcast is sponsored by Christ Church of the Valley, also known as CCV, one church with many locations across the greater Phoenix area with plans to expand wherever God wants CCV to go. And as always, each episode will have show notes complete with links of helpful information discussed in each podcast episode, along with a complete transcript. My name's Larry Fraley, and I'm your host and lead pastor of the local and global missions here at CCV. I have a very special guest with me today from a country that I have been to many times, and it's one of my favorite countries in all the world, Japan. Jay Greer joins us today from Tokyo, Japan where Jay and his wife, Caitlin, both graduated from Ozark Christian College in 2007 and then moved to Japan in 2008. They lived and worked in Japan for 14 years doing church planting and evangelism in three different cities. Currently, Caitlin serves in the music ministry and Jay is the pastor of their church in Tokyo. He also serves in leadership with their organization, Mustard Seed Network. They have four kids, one of which is adopted, and they were all born in Japan. Mustard Seed's mission is to glorify God by making disciples through planting gospel-centered churches in urban Japan. Their vision is to see cities in Japan saturated with and impacted by gospel-centered churches that further the global cause of Jesus Christ. Jay, welcome to the show today. Hey, thank you. It's good to be here. Hey, Jay, before we dive in today, tell us a little bit about you and maybe your family. Sure. Well, as you mentioned, uh, talked about my wife, Caitlin. Uh, we've been married for 16 years now. Um, she's an Arizona native. She's from Prescott, Arizona. And uh, we get to visit Arizona often. And uh, I grew up in Oklahoma, Colorado, Missouri. Usually the, the quickest answer to where are you from is Missouri for me. Um, I come from a big uh, ministry family. We met um, at Bible college um, and have, you know, we've, in, we've enjoyed doing ministry together ever since. Uh, I did a little bit of, of youth ministry and preaching in the States before we moved to Japan. Um, we first lived in Nagoya, Japan, so a city of 9 million people. We were a part of a church planning team there. We spent the majority of our time in Osaka. It's the second largest city in Japan, 19 million people in the metro area there in Osaka. We loved that city. And then it was just uh, two and a half years ago that we moved to Tokyo and have been here ever since working with this church plant. And uh, yeah, our four kids, seven, eight, 10, 12, uh, boy, boy, girl, boy, they're a lot of fun. Well, I bet. And and being there in Japan, I bet there's just a lot of things for you guys to do and culture to see. You know, I have to ask, what what drew you and Caitlin to Japan? Yeah, we were recruited uh, to join a team that had a vision for unreached urban church planting. Uh, those were the three big, uh, three big points of focus. Um, you know, they, we really wanted to get to a place where there were people packed together in an urban area and people packed together who had not heard about Jesus. Um, so an unreached place, less than 2% Christian. Uh, at the time, Japan was the largest unreached people group. Um, that 
they are now the second largest unreached people group because Bangladesh has grown. Japan's population is shrinking. And also it's a good place to do church planting. It's an open country. That's what we're trained in. Uh, there are so many needs for different kinds of missions all over the world. But, you know, we went to Bible college to figure out how to preach and lead churches. And um, that's something that we can do here. Um, it's completely legal. Uh, there's uh, no government oppression or anything like that. And so we were recruited to come and start churches. And it was really the need uh, that drew us. You know, Japan's an interesting place, um, but I never saw myself living overseas, nor did I think um, about Japan as a potential place to be. And here we are 14 years later. It's it's home. Wow. So Japan is packed, right? I mean, what, what's there? 125 million people in Japan? Mm-hmm. Something like that. And and yet uh, this tiny little country that sits pretty close to Russia and this massive country called Russia, uh, which uh, which only has 144 million. So in comparison, you've got 125 million, 145 million, not very far apart. But yet Japan is so small in terms of comparison of its landmass. Mm-hmm. You know, give us an idea of uh, some of the the tactics that you're using? In other words, what, what strategy are you using uh, in Japan to address this desperate problem of people that do not know Christ? Yeah. Well, like you say, the people are packed together in these urban areas. Um, and it's even more exaggerated because of how mountainous Japan is. People live in these low lying straits and we are uh, focusing on these huge cities, uh, Tokyo, 37 million people, largest city in the world. And uh, all of these cities like Japan are less than 1% Christian, 0.2% of the populations in church every Sunday. So uh, you have to count 500 people walking down the street before you find one who's regularly attending church and actively on mission. Um, and so the felt needs that, um, the 99% of Japan have this, our in-house talk as we often just say the 99%, uh, referencing the lost in Japan, uh, the felt needs would be things like English, um, and relationships. I think, uh, the need for community and relationship is, uh, has only been exaggerated throughout the pandemic. Um, but English is a huge felt need. Uh, people know that it can probably unlock a door to uh, to travel, to literature, to, to entertainment, to maybe a job promotion and different opportunities. Um, and so people want their kids to learn English. Uh, people want to know English. And we speak a little bit of English, and so we can help in that way. Um, but all those things are just ways to earn a hearing uh, for Jesus with people. We're trying to get people to sit down and just give Jesus a hearing. Um, that's the biggest problem. The, the root problem that we address is people have not heard the gospel. They're not hearing it and rejecting it. They're not uh, coming away from a bad church experience in their childhood and saying, yeah, I was burned by the church and there's hypocrisy in it. It is none of that. Um, it is a pre-Christian country where people just really don't have a base. Uh, they don't have that foundation and we want to be the people who are, are sharing the gospel for the first time. And it all comes down to how do we get the gospel to people who have never heard it? Right. It's, are they open to it? Is it, um, is it easy to talk to people about the gospel? 
I would say there's a lot of challenges to that. Um, uh, obviously, you know, it's tough to, it's tough to paint in too broad of strokes. There are some people who are very open. We, we did have, uh, a woman show up to church a couple weeks ago saying, I want to believe in something. Um, she's rare. Uh, that's, that's not everybody. A lot of people will, will say they're allergic to religion, uh, meaning they don't want to talk about it. They don't want to go there. Um, there are some huge barriers um, culturally. People view themselves as Buddhist because of their national identity. I can't because become a Christian because I'm, I'm Japanese and therefore I'm Buddhist. Or uh, my family, uh, you know, has these expectations of how I will take care of their grave and pray to the ancestors and things like that. So it's just completely off the table for me to consider this. And so those are some of the huge. Um, barriers that we have to, to, to work through with people, the, the feeling like I'm going to stick out and not make sense in my family anymore. or I'm not going to blend in with the culture anymore. Harmony is the number one value in Japan. And Jesus, uh, came to disrupt harmony. Um, we have to, you know, at, at some point see this division between the world and ourselves when we choose to follow Jesus. And that's something that's pretty scary in Japan. So I know the two biggest religions in Japan are what Shinto and Buddhism. Yep. yep. What, what's the difference between the two? Shintoism is the it's the national religion uh, of Japan. It's been around for a long time. Uh, it would be comparable to Hinduism in that Hinduism is the national religion of India. Um, it has over 10,000 gods, uh, Buddhism came in, obviously didn't start in Japan, um, and blended really well together. And so now what we see is really this new kind of hybrid mashup of Hinduism and Buddhism that's mixed together. And, you know, once again, um, harmony being the biggest value in Japan, even though there's some contradictory things within Shintoism and Buddhism, uh, they mix those two religions together and nobody really seems to see any problem with it. So Buddhism can be somewhat atheistic in nature. Um, and yet Shintoism believes in over 10,000 gods and everyone says, well, that seems to be okay. I think this can still work for our purposes. Shintoism helps us uh, to be excited about our country and, in the past, excited about the emperor and Buddhism gives us this inner peace. Um, let's take them both. And so both are incorporated into kind of the Japanese belief system. But a lot of people might claim one of those things. And yet a good deal of the population is functionally atheist. Well, obviously America has, has changed a bit over the years. How do the Japanese view America these days? That's a good question. Um, a lot has changed in the last few years for sure. Um, and this could turn into a pretty interesting podcast if we talk about all the ways that uh, we've seen that and the way that Japan is looking in on that as well. Um, however, by and large, there is still just a great interest um, in the United States and uh, the media that comes from the United States, um, uh, you know, it's so it's interesting that we're not that separated from a massive world war where we were at odds. And, um, you know, now really people are so interested in the same actors and actresses and musicians that, that, that 
we would be interested in. And so there's, there's a desire to work with America. There's a, a desire to travel to America. There's, um, a little bit of admiration. Most of the time, once again, painting with broad strokes, most of the time, uh, the fact that I'm an American, uh, opens doors for me. Um, it doesn't, it doesn't close them. Um, I, um, I will have a, a bit of a leg up on people from some other countries where Japan has current animosity. Um, and, uh, once again, because English is so desirable, people can see us as an opportunity to practice English. And especially once they find out that we're, we're offering English programs, uh, through the church, uh, for learning English with native speakers. That's the big key is a, a native speaker is going to teach me. That's what I want to learn because when I get in these business situations, you know, they're, they're using native English. How do I get good at that? So by and large, um, this is a good place for an American to work. That's good to hear, but I, I won't ask you any more on that, but I, but I bet you have some very interesting discussions with your Japanese friends regarding what's going on in the world today. Oh yeah. Very um, nice, so. so, um, you know, you've, uh, CCV has supported you now for a number of the of years. Can you describe a time when CCV enabled you to accomplish something significant? Oh yeah. Um, I mean, two things jump to mind. One is we have this current goal of planting 12 churches in these 12 cities of a million or more. Um, if we can get these 12 churches in these 12 cities, over 61% of the population of Japan will be within reach of one of our churches. So this is a massive goal and uh, could be huge for, for the kingdom and our mission. And we are trying to raise $3 million for the last eight church plants. We kicked off this, ca uh, this campaign, this goal, when four churches were established and we had eight more to go. Six of those uh, are now running and uh, CCV came alongside of us uh, to partner with that campaign uh, financially in a huge way. Um, and we, uh, one of the biggest, um, contributors to that campaign, we're incredibly thankful. We couldn't move forward with that goal of planting more churches without CCV's partnership. It's a huge blessing. Um, but long before that goal was established, uh, you guys came alongside of one of our, our, our coworkers, a guy named Yuma, uh, Yuma, uh, 11 years ago was still an atheist, a, a Japanese guy who's very bright, um, really talented and showed up to church wanting to talk deeply and play the guitar and, uh, just make friends and practice his English. Uh, Yuma became a Christian 10 years ago, steadily grew his wife. Well, uh, she was just Sally before she was his wife. Um, uh, she, she came to church as well, a Japanese woman who was born and raised in Osaka. She became a Christian. They met at church. They were married. They have a baby. And Yuma now works at the church doing music ministry in Osaka, um, writing songs in Japanese. CCV, when he came on staff, CCV came on to help support Yuma's ministry and make it possible for the church there to hire him. And that is huge. Um, the trickle down effect <clears throat> that we could never plan for is amazing where there are people in cities across Japan singing songs that were written by Yuma 
you know, you can't plan that. I know that when we are, when we're first asking, Hey, would you be interested in helping us with Yuma? You know, that's not one of the things that we said, because I'm pretty sure he's going to write a worship song in Japanese that then someone across Japan's going, we had no idea. God knew God had big plans. And uh, we were thankful for the way that you guys came on with that. Well, I'm not sure whether or not um, our mission team, our short term team who came over a, a few years ago, um, a guy by the name of Josh um, Howerton uh, was there. Was he able to meet Yuma? I'm pretty sure they did. Um, he, they definitely would have been in the same place, maybe even playing music together on the same, uh, on the same stage together for our retreat. And that team was a huge encouragement. I knew to many of our teammates, uh, both the Japanese and the American, uh, teammates. And, um, uh, I, yeah, they, and as you're saying all this, it's rushing back. They worked together to record some songs actually, um, and I know that, uh, the worship team there at CCV with Jordan, everybody has, has been a huge encouragement to him, um, uh, and an inspiration as he's heard some of the worship music that's been produced in CCV. And it's been encouraging to us as well. Well, I know the, the team got back. I remember the debriefing session, how moved that team was who came back from Japan and how encouraged they were to to see what you were doing there and and it was a great trip and we look forward to getting back on track again once uh, this covid stuff gets uh, gets over with so what advice would you give to our listeners regarding uh, our relationship with uh, mustard seed and what you're doing there in in japan yeah i would say um you know, continue to pray for us. Um, one of the, uh, one of the supporters, uh, for William Carey, uh, there's a story when William Carey went to, went to India. Um, there's a famous quote where, where he was saying, I will go down into the pit if you hold the rope, um, going down into the place of spiritual darkness. He was leaving, and saying, I'll go down into the pit if you hold the rope. There's various ways you can hold the rope. Um, and one of those is prayer. Um, you can continue to pray for us. Check out our website, mustardseed.network. We're Mustard Seed Network. Just add a dot in there, mustardseed.network. You can see the different teams we have. You can see the cities where we're in. Uh, you can also, on social media, uh, with Instagram, Facebook, those things, you can track and see uh, prayer requests, different ministries that are happening. And it's a it's a good way to, to stay on top of different things that are happening culturally and prayer points that come up. So please, uh, please um, continue to pray for us. Um, and the other thing is, uh, as we talk about trying to engage those who have never heard in Japan, you know, uh, Romans 15, 20, where Paul says, my aim is to preach the gospel where Christ has not been named so that I will not build on someone else's foundation. Um, you know, we talk about that as, you know, our huge goal in Japan. Uh, but I know that you can do that where you are as well. Um, it could be tempting to think, you know, I don't, maybe there are no, maybe there's no one, um, in the greater Phoenix area who hasn't heard about Jesus. Uh, and people have heard of Jesus, but that could be different than actually hearing the gospel um, and knowing uh, the beautiful, beautiful good news that they might need to hear from you. So in a sense, we're really, we're doing the same mission uh, 
you're doing it there. Uh, we're doing it here. Uh, the percentages are, are, are different, but we're both about making disciples and uh, we're on the same team. We sure are. Are there any, any opportunities or plans or goals that you have in the, in the future? Yeah, the one uh, I mentioned earlier about the, you know, the 12 churches, that's a huge goal. Um, pray for that. Um, like I said, we are halfway through. Uh, COVID has slowed us a bit. Um, it's It's been over two years since I've been to the States. Uh, so um, we are working forward. And we just got some new teammates in um, that have been waiting to come into the country for a year. Um, by the end of the year, we'll have 10 new teammates um, who have been funded and waiting to go. And so that will really help us move forward with this goal. We need workers um, to be able to plant these churches. Um, but that's one of our, our, our biggest goals is to get these 12 churches that are each a witness for the gospel in their cities, uh, constantly proclaiming, constantly testifying to the good news. Um, and that's something that we really, um, we're really going to need, uh, really going to need God to work in big ways, uh, to meet this goal as initially before we knew a pandemic was coming, we were praying and asking God uh, to help us do this by the end of 2025. Uh, so, uh, for sure, uh, pray for that goal. Well, we'll do that, Jay, and we'll also be sure and include all of your information in our show notes with all your links and uh, everything about what you're doing there that the, our, our listeners can go and check that out. Well, thank thank you for joining us, Jay. We look forward to, to doing this again no, thank uh, you. In, in the near future. And uh, maybe we we'll get your wife on or a few of your staff members and kind of talk uh, about some things. So, but but thank you. And we'll, we'll look forward to talking with you again. Thank you so much. Well, as we conclude today's episode, thank you for listening. And if you like what you heard today and want to hear more, follow us. Be sure and give us a five-star review as it helps attract more listeners to hear about what God is doing around the world. You can also check us out on our website at letsgo360.org and check out our missions page at ccv.church. Thanks for joining us. And as we go about listening to the lives of those who are living out the Great Commission, inspired by the Great Commandments, so that we might stand with the great multitude someday before the throne when the mission of God is complete. May God bless you as we go and send those here, near, and far. <laughs>